Hello everyone and welcome to the 58th episode of Career Podcast. Today I'm joined with Ayan Nag. He's a concept artist and environment artist from Bangalore, India. And with that out of the way, could you please give us a little introduction on how we got into visual arts and design? Uh, sure thing. Thanks for having me, Ramtin, by the way. <laughs> so uh, I started almost a decade back when I was in, still in college. Uh, I, I did not really know this field existed, like you can actually make a living, like, you know, make art for games, animation and movies, all that. So back then I just started with like mouse because like we didn't know that pen tablet and all that ex- existed. So uh, from there, I like after I graduated from college, I just like took some time off and found out there's a like definite field here, definite opportunity here. So. Uh, I sort of started getting to know more artists like, you know, uh, Pilling and like, you know, Spark, uh, uh, Bodo and all, all those like famous artists. So I started seeing their works and started, you know, painting more and eventually like, you know, down the line, I just like, you know, started doing more paintings, figuring out what I actually want to do. And yeah, like it's a long, it's been a long journey, but like, that's how that's the theme of it and i just like kept going and right now i'm here so all right and were you originally studying art and design or you were pursuing another career path so i was in 3d animation i was studying 3d animation but to be honest like i learned pretty much nothing there because 3d i my interest did not lie there i i like learned the basics of maya and all those like 3d softwares but then uh, when the animation actually started, I was like, it was way too technical. Uh, I, I was not learning what I wanted to. So I sort of lost interest and uh, stopped going to the college altogether. <laughs> and I just kept roaming around. I'll just go to like, you know, new places, watch like, you know, the wildlife or like nature, whatever. I'll just roam around, skip college. And maybe after I graduated from college, I still had the basics though. Like uh, there I got to like, interact with the like-minded people and like got to know more about this culture this uh, field uh, but like after that that's where real learning began because after i had to like you know take up from different materials like youtube mostly youtube some like gumroad started coming in later after that like after a few years gumroad started like showing up so those tutorials and all that but yeah somewhat like here and there, I guess. Not like technically, I am from an art background, but like then again, like it's it was not very helpful in the start. But yeah, you get it. Yeah, and well, I mean that's actually an interesting point you raised, and um, about the Gumroad and like you know finding online resources. But I mean, of course, I I also mentioned in the beginning that what you're basically a specialty is in design but now i want you to if it's possible to get in depth a bit and explain your main branch of design that you're focusing in tell us about your experience from the start of it until now so i uh, i'm i consider myself more of an illustrator than like you know a concept artist so designing on my part comes in like you know shape design like how, how to arrange brush strokes, how to arrange uh, compositions. So these sort of designs are like more important for me right now. I'm still like, you know, exploring more possibilities. 
but uh, yeah like design is everywhere like you can't uh, paint a painting without design like basic design principles are everywhere like where you put the brush strokes is there balance in between them uh, so a lo- lot of stuff goes into it like uh, uh, composition and uh, this these kind of things so uh, generally i started out as a concept artist so like i, I had worked for some AAA games, some like you know double uh, A and like minor games. I yeah like mostly games in the initial run. Then I sort of started finding more uh, passion about impressionism. So like uh, I sort of like slightly moved towards that. And then uh, I'll be doing both of these things. But that's the thing. I'll just be juggling between them. But yeah, it's been fun and. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> All right. And um, how does your design process usually go anytime you want to start working on a project? <clears throat> so uh, before it was just, it was slightly different. Right now it's a bit more uh, suited to what I need from a project. So let's say I'm working on a project where I need to illustrate a few frames. I'll, I'll uh, pick up the concept topic like after this because uh, so let's say I need to illustrate something. So uh, generally what I want to have is like I want to make people feel what I want to feel. So to do that, I just want to interpret what I'm seeing or like what I want the viewer to see in my own way. So uh, for that, I just generally don't take reference at the very beginning. So I'll just start sketching. So if I have an idea, I'll just start sketching and I'll put down the ideas. Then there ha- like there will be uh, like discrepancies between the reality and what I'm imagining because like our memories are not perfect. So to bridge that gap, after I'm done with the sketches, I'll just like gather some references that are that applies to the painting, and I'll try to see like what I what I did wrong and like try to bring those elements to make them more believable. So this is the process for most of my illustrations and for concepts is generally a bit like uh, I need to gather references very early on. I need to get familiar with the world. Let's say in game designs, I generally need to uh, get familiar with the world very early on. So I know what's going on. I know if I design something that it uh, fits into the world. So you need to get into the rhythm. And for that, I need to uh, get into the world and like be there. Uh, emotionally at least so after uh, gathering references I'll start hashing out ideas I generally don't sketch that much I I rather like I design with shapes because that comes much easier to me for now so uh, to indicate small stuff I think still sketching is the way to go you just like put down lines and indicate small stuff but otherwise I'll design with big shapes readability and uh, how, how the whole design language actually speaks and how it like syncs with the existing world so yeah concept goes like that illustration is slightly different but yeah I mean both has like parts that are needed in, in both the processes so I guess it makes sense so. and I, now I want to actually ask you about some of the stuff I've seen on your profile and also on your resume that's on your website um, you had some did some work with Ubisoft if I'm not mistaken and I was wondering what works were they and how did you got the opportunity like how did this all happen 
okay so uh, the project i worked for uh, like uh, it's still under nda and it was released sometimes back like not not technically released they released a trailer and the oh, trailer was right. not uh, up to the mark so they just like delayed the whole project indefinitely so i can't really fully openly talk about it oh, all right no worries but I sure talk about how i got into it like uh, all it right sure actually I was actually done in Ubisoft India and uh, I was contracted by another company so I went into a contract I I like never got a full time job I I was freelancer like from the very starts and I got like couple of like in house jobs for like maybe 6 months max so 3 months 6 months something like that so this was something like that uh, I I got into the company they sent me over to Ubisoft because Ubisoft needed someone to design the environment And there was a like great team, like uh, probably the best art, best artists from like India were there. Like they just like hashing out one great artwork after another. So I, I I went there. I then finally got to know like what the project was. And I was super excited because uh, I, I, it's too bad I can't talk about it properly. Like it's so exciting. Anyway, I got there. I started working, and uh, it was a learning experience. Like. Um, I I generally as I told you I generally don't work in studio environments that much but like I really enjoyed that one like it was so so much learning going on like everyone's helping each other everyone's sharing something they know I'm sharing something I know and it's just like the growth was nice and like environment was super chill like got to like I I I really wish I could talk about more like detail about this oh my god but yeah, yeah. it was a super fun experience and uh, uh, the like I I was there for 3 months I think so after that I had to come back but like rest of the team actually carried out the rest of the work so they I, I saw some of it later on it was just amazing but yeah so. all right and another project you worked on was uh, actually April of 2020 you worked on Apex Legends I think a trailer like <laughs> ah I forgot the name I think it was for, for the character Loba Loba yeah yeah how did that happen So uh, uh, most most of my jobs is another thing. That's the theme of it. I generally like uh, earlier in the ca- um, earlier in my career, I, I used to apply for a lot of companies, uh, and my skill was not up to the mark. And I used to send like twenty to fifty emails per day or something, just like uh, give me work and all that. So like eventually figured out my work was not up to the level, and uh, just like stop like looking for jobs altogether. I just like focused on just improving, improving. and after that most of the jobs uh, uh, just companies generally find me out through either sh- social media or art station or something like that and they generally reach out to me so same thing happened with uh, passion pictures as well i actually worked with passion pictures for that one so uh, passion pictures well, i i got in there they were like uh, we have this project we really and they're always looking for different styles different styles of like animation and all that right so so they uh, i i had to do like a test frame or something so i did that and the director really liked it so they were like let's go with this and it was intense like couple of months i worked on it for almost 2 months it was very intense but it was super rewarding as well like that's the thing like uh, it's it was a very different world like from what i like before that i i could still do sci-fi but i i was more comfortable in fantasy stuff like you know broken temples ruins everywhere so that's all i painted like before that 
and maybe some sci-fi designs like once in a while like uh, that uh, that's about it but after getting there i had to familiarize myself with the whole world and thankfully apex already had a world that was already very solid so i i, I had a ton of reference just like going there so i collected all the reference asked them questions and generally got familiar with the world and then start like designing the keyframes uh, it was like uh, you have seen the tra- trailer i suppose so it was a 2.5d so like you keep everything in separate layers and uh, you then animate it so it looks like they're parallaxing and moving and it gives you that sense of like fake 3d Okay. that was another challenge as well so keeping all the layers separate it takes more planning takes more time mm-hmm. but yeah like it was super rewarding i i managed to keep all the uh, keyframes in a single page very early on like i'll do the sketches so uh, i'll generate them in color from the start i generally don't do black and white all that much now so i'll start in color and how i do them is i'll have a huge page and small thumbnails so since it's a story i want there i want some rhythm in there so it it flows with the story the color mood it should flow with the story as well so that's how i planned i just put everything like small thumbnails all together and just planned out everything and eventually like it worked out nicely so that was nice awesome and have you played the game yourself yeah i have i have wasted many hours in apex <laughs> who is your favorite character who do you main uh after the release of uh, loba i played a lot of loba before that i played some raid uh and what was the other one it's been so long since i played though almost <laughs> half a year uh, yeah actually i stopped playing it for like 10 months ago I, I i installed it in the first week that it got released but <laughs> yeah i don't know i just dropped it it's not that sabbath game is actually a pretty fun game but yeah i just stopped playing games for some reason same here like uh, after yeah. like last game i tried playing was cyberpunk and after i i started playing i started doing the missions then i got like mm-hmm. super buggy sometime i'll just like the game will close the sometime yeah i was like okay i'll find i'll just wait for it wait for all the bugs bugs to be finished like fixed and then maybe later i'll come after that i haven't touched a single game i just like yes yeah, so i guess it'll be at least 4 or 5 years until you get a half decent cyberpunk without any legs or bugs uh, yeah <laughs> I mean it's yeah it's, it was pretty bad with cyber, cyberpunk I mean because a lot of people made a comparison with Skyrim because when it's launched as well Skyrim had a lot of bugs but I mean it was bearable it you could somehow you know work toward that but yeah but the things I'm hearing with cyberpunk it's unfortunately not like Skyrim at all it's far from that maybe oh, like God. after a year or something they'll they'll at least make it playable then they can make yeah. this thing this yeah let's see Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll fix it. Yeah. And the uh, next thing I want to ask you about is that I've seen in your recent post on Instagram there's a you've been you're on a challenge right now playing yeah. April. Uh, what's yeah. that about? Uh, so it's basically you paint a plane here every day. Uh but uh, due to the covid situations and everything it's not mandatory that you go out. You can just take a picture and paint it. So plain air is basically when you go outside and paint something. So I'm just like taking my iPad and like going to random places painting random stuff. And I generally do this for my 
own progress own studies but never like uh, never before i have like uh, done these kind of challenges so it's very hard for me to just keep the consistency like this like post every day work like set out time every day for something like this because also i need to take care of professional work in the meantime so i'm just like uh, getting to know more about myself like how, how to manage the time and how to how i can make time when i feel like i don't have time so but yeah it's been challenging and it's been super fun as well like i'm learning so much awesome and have you ever used your dreams as inspiration for your works i do actually and uh, so uh, there's a story behind this i generally don't paint my dreams all that much because whatever dreams i remember or write down uh, they're somewhat personal and i i don't know like if i make them a physical uh, existence they sort of like it, the meaning of it sort of changes i i don't know like how to like explain that but i used to uh, i used to practice this thing lucid dreaming and all that like few couple of years back so i sort of got hang of it then uh, i was like okay i'm not getting enough sleep i need to <laughs> get some proper sleep but uh, how i uh, get inspired for my dream is like i'll still take notes once in a while like if the, like i'll still keep a journal and uh, when i wake up because like when you wake up that's when you remember most of your dreams after that it just starts fading right so idea is to just write it down whatever you remember you just write it down and you start remembering more so you write those ideas down i'll write something down and uh, i uh, yeah I'll, I'll, i'll write those down and another way i found out how to like you know improve or like be more efficient while sleeping is like what i do is if i am stuck with some sort of problem let's say like there's a composition that's not working there's a design that's not working i don't know why so i'll just like take a look at it before i go to bed like take a really hard look at it and subconsciously somehow something will come up so like that's that's a nice thing yeah i mean that's actually a really smart idea it's just, it actually works with uh, like homework problems or stuff like that um like yeah i mean your subconscious like you know faces it in your sleep like you know yeah. like finds a solution that you haven't you have been missing so exactly. time like uh, like our conscious views are very uh, limited limited yeah. like we mm. have the knowledge but we are like uh, how do how do like uh, <laughs> we're, we're too one dimensional i think in general when it comes to this yeah, stuff and but, also like uh, social structure like general structure in like the structure generally that forces us to think uh, in a sing- like singular way our consciousness like uh, subconscious mind is not like bound by that so like they'll probably think out of the box or something i don't know what my subconscious mind thinks <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah like uh, there's a lot of possibility we have the tools that we just need to like find out how to use them right so i like that sometimes work it does not work all the time but i think it's it's a good way to like you know maybe give it a try like we're sleeping anyway so mm-hmm. Yeah and who are your favorite artists and designers that have inspired you the most Uh so uh, I was I forgot Pascal's name in the beginning when I was listing artists so I was super inspired by Pascal when I was starting out Pascal Campion uh then uh, I started seeing Sparks work and 
I actually started out the whole concept art thing. Initially, I wanted to be a matte painter because I saw works like, uh, you know, in Warrior Within, Prince of Persia, Warrior Within and all that. So Prince of Persia, Warrior Within probably was the like tipping point why I like I used to game a lot back in like school days. So that that was that is probably still one of my favorite games. And I used to go around collecting all those artworks. Like you have to break those like battles, so you get those artworks unlocked. Oh yeah, all those swords, artworks, all of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. all of those, and you could literally unlock all the concept arts uh, they had they had done like for the game. So I think I think Spark did that. Like did most of the concept for uh, this thing, Prince uh, of Persia. So I'd unlock those. I was like, holy shit! How how are you doing this? Like. Who does this? I want to do this because I always had a like interest in this. I used to copy stuff a lot. I used to copy uh, like those Pokemon Jenga cards and all that. So initially, I do a lot of anime fan arts, copy stuff. Uh, eventually, I moved on from character to background, and then I found this. I was like, okay, let's 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 try to do this. So that was one main point of the inspiration. And uh, right now, I'm. Uh, more inspired by artists like uh, master artists like you know van gogh uh, monet and all that like i'm really getting into impressionism right now so uh, i'm just like loving learning about more more about their life how they led their life and like what art was to them like it gives us different perspective it gives me like different way to look at how art can be and yeah i think it's great so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, actually, uh, Warrior Within was also is is if I if I could list like five games that my all time favorites, um, definitely Warrior Within is in that top five. And my God, well, such a great game. I mean, I have yeah, played exactly. forty times or something like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know when I was a kid, I I loved the whole Prince of Persia franchise. Such a good IP. So yeah. Actually, I had uh, one of the people who worked on um, the Prince of Persia IP alongside Sparf on my podcast, Thierry Doison. Um, I think it was episode... Ah, I forgot which episode was it, but it's in the things I did. If you go to YouTube or Spotify, you can find it. And um, and yeah, apparently after they, they worked on the episode, uh, Prince of Persia 3, they were going to work on a new Prince of Persia IP, which got cancelled. Okay. And the team that was supposed to work on it started working on a game, and that game was Assassin's Creed One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they got the idea. Like uh, that's how yeah. they got the whole Assassin's Creed franchise, and they just forgot about their like you know primary franchise and just left Prince of Persia. Like later games, I I actually like the. The fourth one. Uh, which one was the fourth one? I like the stylized one. Like I really yeah. like how they. How they that did was the fourth it. one. Oh, that was the fourth one, right? So that yeah. uh, I really like how they mix the painterly look with the whole mm. gameplay. Uh, that was really nice. And mm. I think they got some award awards for like uh, this thing as well, the game like design, like the whole look design as well. It was really nice. But after that, mm. it just all went to shit. And, yeah, uh, exactly. That's another thing. Like uh, the project I was working for is the Sands of Time remake. So, mm. yeah. The, now oh. you know why I was like. And, and they, the, they, they what, just like last year, right? 
<laughs> oh. So, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> ah. The, the, the first one, the remake of the first one. Yeah, yeah, the remake of Santa. Ah. Oh my god, I, I, let me actually tell you a funny story. Have you played that game? Which one? The first one. The Sands of Time? Yeah, I played all the trilogies. <laughs> you know, they're in like the. Near the end of the game, there's like a place where, like, it's like a puzzle where you have to listen to the microphone and see where the sound of water coming from, and you can go through tunnels till you find. Yeah. Oh my god! During the time, like when I was a kid, during the exact time I got that game, my speaker didn't work, and I kept randomly going through tunnels, and I was like, "How, how am I supposed to beat this?" And I and I remember I deleted the game, but later, a couple of years later, I installed it and I found that oh, that's yeah. how. And back then, like uh, we did not really have the headphone concept all that much. We'd just like uh, mm. play the whole sound in loudspeakers or something like that. So the Dolby thing was not really a thing back then. It was just like you know you get sound left and right, stereo. That's all right. But when you play it in the speaker, you don't really understand where the sound is coming from. So that that was the key. You need to put the earphone, and you could hear mm. like it was here, it was here. So that was yeah, the challenge. And uh, I think I, I'm allowed to say, say this as long as I don't show anything. I actually <laughs> redesigned that place. Hmm. That same place. Interesting. So it's sound based again. Yeah, the same. The story is. Oh. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, better not get tricked this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, I mean, you talked about a lot about your artworks, and you know, you you like sci-fi stuff and fantasy. But I mean, aside from the work that you've been commissioned by, what what is the main subject of your artworks? Like you personally do, you know, not the subject of the artwork you're commissioned. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got it. So what I do for myself. So that's yeah, what I'm exactly. Asking, yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, what I generally like is just looking at nature, like painting something that inspires me, and uh, it can be pretty much anything. But most important aspect would be to share what I feel with, like that's that's the goal, that's the end goal, as I'd say. I, like uh, when I see something, I always feel something, and it'll always be different from what someone else like feels, right? So I actually want to convey that feeling that I'm feeling when I'm watching a scene. Like, let's say I went to travel somewhere, I see a really amazing cave and I felt something. So I want to carry that forward into my paintings. And that has been my goal for like last two, three years. Before that, I just like paint whatever comes to mind, like bash some photos, whatever looks cool, I'll just paint them. But uh, lately, this is something that I've, I've been trying more and more to just paint the feelings i'd say <laughs> sounds a bit dramatic but uh, i guess yeah <laughs> but yeah the, generally for myself i'll just like uh, it doesn't matter what i paint as long as i paint i i go outside i watch the nature and i paint anything pretty much as long as it's not i'm not getting stressed out like i need to finish this by this much time and i need to upload this right now i'm, I'm cool with that like i'm totally fine with that yeah i mean uh, even even right now i mean of course uh, the covid restrictions are getting uh, much more you know worse everywhere all around the world but yeah i've been feeling like i'm actually going crazy again like last year um i 
and the thing that always helps me is when I go near the beach or go outside, take a hike, you know, near in the nature. Nature is nature is fucking amazing. And it's nature is the like uh, we talk about design a lot, but like all of the design principles somehow somewhere comes from nature one way or another. So exactly, that, that's how our, how our taste develops. And I, I like I've been living in a like metro metro city for like last six years i sort of miss that i still try to go around like in high eccentrics all the time but i've not been able to do that much in last <laughs> last year or so uh but yeah living in a like uh populated city i don't think i like that very much so I, that, that was another plan i'll i'm probably moving back home soon and trying to build my studio here and then I can just go around, travel wherever I want. So this is much like this place is much greener. So like I see a lot more plants, a lot more areas. Mm. Like uh, there are national forest reserves all around the all around our town. So like tea gardens this side, like forest this side, river this side. So it's, awesome. It, it's still very like I'd say like we have not destroyed it as much. So ah uh, yeah yeah so <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> And um, what technologies and softwares do you most use for your works? Uh, primarily Procreate, Photoshop. Uh, I, I have gotten into VR lately, so I'll be designing stuff in VR and totally modeling them in 3D. That's also very fun. Like it's super uh, intuitive. Like you can you can just be there. It feels like you're making creating worlds in there because of the whole VR feel. Uh, so I've been getting into that, but like since I don't have my computer here, I'm not being able to do that all that much. So now I'm just like taking my iPad, painting everything in Procreate Heavy Paint, and yeah, that's about it. And for uh, uh, com- more complex projects, I'll, I'll just use Photoshop because I'm much more familiar with the Windows environment than Mac because I've been a Windows guy from like way back so uh, it's hard to transition from that like it, mac is just like way too user friendly i don't like that it's just, it's just <laughs> yeah i hear that a lot when people try to transition to mac yeah so i'll probably still be using some sort of hybrid function that uses both like you know windows and mac so i'm doing that both like i'll if i i'm doing some sketches I just quickly sketch them out and procreate because procreate heavy paint whichever because iPad feels much more natural like you're just holding a small canvas you're just painting there, right and another thing like I could just buy a, this thing a Cintiq or something the bigger tablets but I have tried that I don't never really got used to it I, I'll use a smaller tablet that feels much more natural I don't know what is happening but that's the thing uh, for bigger projects where I need to manage a lot of layers a lot of files I'll generally go into Photoshop and uh, because my iPad is also uh, currently pretty old so that does not support as many layers either <laughs> I, I'll be upgrading it soon uh, that's when I, I'm hoping I could like fully transition because Photoshop is let's say like they just don't care about us that much they just like want to take them yeah yeah so that's another topic i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> and actually about photoshop i don't know if it's the same in india as well but um i'm originally from iran and in iran uh, i'm by the way before i say anything it's just a public service announcement here mm. i don't endorse pirating software okay <laughs> but what i'm trying to say is that in iran we 
basically because because of the sanctions we can't buy 99% of the original things so we have to pirate them like like we actually have to it's not the case of like you know we're pirates all of, all of us <laughs> but and i heard a lot that it's kind of the same in the whole middle east and india as well and more or less the thing is like uh, i'm really honest with you like most of us like most of the students can't afford it firstly like it's, hmm? it's it's not cheap and you will have to pay a subscription now before you could somehow still buy the whole thing and give it for yourself right now it's subscription it's actually yeah, 15 dollars per month i think it's per month it's around like 10 dollars or something i don't know like 10 dollars is mm. a lot here like yeah, yeah i know i know especially it's it's a lot like they could probably eat for half a month with that money i'm just saying like this something yeah exactly it's, it's not short. half a month you know not half a month in turkey but like but yeah, 10 like, days like you, yeah yeah you could do a lot like you could do a lot yeah. so that, that's my point uh, and uh, it's not cheap so most people don't buy it even i did not buy it like when i was like doing this earlier but as i started doing this more professionally i had to buy it and mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah of course of course i mean for example if your project supervisor checks in on your screenshot and says hey is your f- software activated and you're like what what is activation i just downloaded it i i i understand that but it's not really that it's more for myself because i'm earning enough to like i'm using the software and i'm earning mm-hmm. from it so i don't mind paying for it but that's the thing like it's and funny thing is like i pay for the software and then like every time a new update comes in i lose at least like two files for some sort of bugs and that's that's just being oh. like it. every yeah. time some update comes that's why i stopped updating altogether i'm using some 2019 version or something mm. like i downloaded yeah. it it like i literally pirated it and i still have the like original copy because i pay for the subscription and somehow like it got activated through the cloud i don't know how that happened but that is much more stable because the newer yeah. updates are not stable at all like something always gets fucked up i don't know what what is happening yeah because they usually add new features and those new features don't perform as well as they tested and they're going to patch it up and during these all these patches and instability yeah yeah what yeah i know i understand if the bugs were only in that like particular function but what ends up happening is some old problem like 4 5 years old problem that like some file does not save the save got stuck those kind of problem will uh, like keep recurring all the time like i i don't know what is happening so like problems completely unrelated to it because i'm generally not using the newer functions that much either but mm-hmm. yeah like i don't want to complain too much it's fine it's fine i'll just switch over to procreate or something Yeah, I mean, Adobe pro- products are honestly like super good, but I wish yeah. I wish they made it a plan that we could pay one month. Okay, I know dollars is expensive for us and you're going to adjust it to our economy, but at least make it a package that you can just pay one time and it's over. Yeah, yeah. And make and make and make the subscription for the extra content, not the whole thing. That's not just the, Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. Because not a lot of really. other softwares they have the subscription plan as well, but they'll provide you like extra goods, like extra brush packs, like oh yeah, color grades or something like that. Something extra that you are paying for, you'll get those like templates, like reference images, whatever. Make those as subscription, but keep the base software free, like uh, not free, like one-time payment or something yeah, like yeah. that. Just like I don't understand. Any, anyway, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and. Uh... I mean 
those stuff aside, uh, I mean, I, when I saw a page and I wanted to message you for the podcast, um, I've seen like compared to like most artists, you had like a bit of a good, good amount of following. And my next question is how to grow on social media as an artist? Like, what are your tips and advice for that? Okay, so even like three, four months back, I did not really have a clear idea. Let's say six months back, like I did not have a clear idea how to do this because I just like kept doing and mostly Procreate, like I, I worked for Procreate uh, um, like 2019 and or something. And then they started sharing my stuff once in a while. And that's how I got my initial boost. Before that, I had had like well, 1K or something like 800, 1K followers like around 2019. So after that, it started booming. But then again, uh, I think consistency is the key. I understand like a lot of people post consistently and not get followers. But uh, like I, I do that myself, but I do not wish other people to do, do that as well. Like you don't, don't focus on the whole like like and follower thing. I did that for the longest time. It's, it's like super exhausting mentally. And you like we are doing this because we love the craft it's not because like you know i i understand the urge to like more people see my work that that is like an innate urge for an artist right so that that's something that we can't do much but i'm just trying not to overthink about it i'm just trying to improve and be regular at social media i think be regular generally helps like when you uh, post daily or like somewhat daily people will build an expectation i think that's the same with any any other social media it's not just insta or anything so if you uh, create an expectation people will expect stuff out of it and when you deliver you'll like they'll feel feel good they'll share it around like more people will see and i think that's how it generally works so don't and uh, another thing i noticed doing the plain air challenges uh, Posting daily generally is like very like not not really what I want to do uh, regularly because it's uh, I, I am very picky about what I post because most of my like I do a lot of sketches here and there maybe 50% of those I won't ever like show to people but they're just like I don't feel like showing them but when doing these kind of challenges daily challenges I'll um, like if I'm doing something I have let's say I have like one or two hours set aside for this challenge and uh, if I'm like out of time, I'm out of time. I don't have any other option because I have work to finish. I have other commitments to attend to. So whatever I did during that time, I'll just have to like post that. So that's the thing. Not not everything I create would be good. That that's like I'm trying to accept that as well. So uh, just uh, keep that in mind. I mean, stressing about it generally does not do any good. Just try to. And uh, faking your personality does not really help either. It's just like try to be yourself because if you like if if we just like try to copy someone successful, we'll just become a copy of them. Same in art. Like if you just try to copy someone's style, someone's method, you'll end up being like them, a copy of them, and most likely a inferior version of them because like they have done it more than like anyone else and they're they're going to be good at it like much more much better at it than like any anyone else was copying it so that's that's my general theme of general theme of thinking in art as well i generally don't like copying stuff all that much i'll still learn from other people because like everyone like there's something to learn from everyone and i'll take what i want from there 
and not generally get uh, sucked into the whole workflow vortex like you do this use this 3d software to achieve result like this i don't want to achieve something uh, like that so that's that's the thing that's the thing with i think social media as well i think being yourself generally uh, gives you that edge and eventually if you keep it up like everything pays off it's just like about like time you and how much effort you actually put in so yeah i mean that's actually a really important point to just you know post the stuff you actually want and like not just you know be a copy or anything don't be you don't want to be the second rostra or the walmart rostra or anything else just be yourself and you might not get as much followers at first but at least the followers you're gonna get are the ones who are for you yeah, I mean, I'd, actually, I want to segue into another question from here. Any And also, any advice and tips for a good portfolio and resume for an artist? So that's a very debated topic. Like, uh, right now, I'm more often like visual development artist than a like actual game concept artist. So concept for concept art, my general rule of thumb is if you're working in environments, Keep it strictly environments and keep a good amount of works. It doesn't have to be like, you know, uh, very limited if you feel that it's good. And uh, it also helps like showing other industry professionals that this is my portfolio. Do you think like something can be improved? Like, should I keep this piece or like, should I like I have this many works or something like that? You can just like ask them like I have gotten like pretty good feedback out of it. If you have friends, also ask them. But general rule of thumb is if you're focusing on environment just keep it strictly environment if you're focusing on character strictly character so uh, when the director actually sees your portfolio they know okay this guy designs this you can be a generalist but like generalists generally like uh, they're not valued as much because they will do anything and right then and there your value just goes down so like lot of generalists out there like you will always want to be a specialist and that's where your demand comes in otherwise like that's that's another part where this thing comes in as well like being yourself something that only you can do will make you that much more valuable when you're copying something that other people are doing you'll you'll get opportunities maybe but like uh that's the thing you'll be a replacement for someone else and you can be replaced easily so that's something to keep in mind as well uh, and uh, for portfolio stuff and for visual development generally what from what i've heard from other professionals as well is it's it's a good idea to have a lot of uh, artworks a lot of uh, like showing your style like exaggerating your what you're good at and uh, obviously design is very important there as well like you can show many designs and this is something that I've been like thinking about. What is the uh, number of artworks that you want in a portfolio? So there's not really a clear answer to me up till now. I just like uh, for my portfolio, I just put everything I like there. I have like some 30 plus uh, artworks in my portfolio. But uh, from what I've heard, like if the work that you have are good enough and you enjoy them, you like them, then it's fine to put them just arrange them properly and make the website really easy to access it's not like you know uh, you upload super high res images and it takes like uh, two years to load a single page so just keep them manageable keep them high res but like keep them manageable and keep them very straightforward so like because art directors in general they don't have uh, that much time so they'll if something happens if you like uh, let's say your landing page 
uh, instead of your portfolio, your landing page is something other than your like a huge essay about who you are and all that. Avoid those kind of things when you're uh, creating a portfolio. You like anyone, everyone should be landing on your portfolio directly. So <clears throat> whenever you open the website, it's just your portfolio. Then everything can go afterwards. Like you'll have separate tabs for like everything else. If they're interested. Then they'll go towards like about me section and like want to if they want to know more about it, then they'll like look through the website. But if you lose that like initial punch, you'll have like five to ten seconds of time to like impress just the mm-hmm. first impression. So I think that's very important. So easy to access website, Mo- uh, moderately like number could be anywhere between like keep it above ten fifteen, however work however many works you have. But like keep it in the higher end. That's what I feel right now. <laughs> like I mm-hmm. also keep changing my mind about this. But yeah, just keep ample amount of work, but keep quality works as well. Keep your subject very specialized. Like if you want to be specialized in something, so environment portfolios, just environments, no caricatures, no characters, nothing like that. If you want to do caricature, you can just like highlight those section and. <clears throat> If you have other works that you want to show people, that's fine. But just keep them aside from the portfolio, like keep a separate tab or something. But landing page should always be like very straightforward, so they can just like the work should be right up in their face. And yeah, that's 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 about it, I guess. All right. And what are you working on right now that you can tell us about? What kind of project is it? I mean, of course, if it's something that there's NDA involved, um, we can skip this question right now. But um, if that's not the case, tell us what's, what are you doing right now? So uh, right now, uh, I'm actually working with Procreate on a couple of illustrations that I can talk about. Uh, and uh, I've been actually like past year has been really hectic. I, I was after the lockdown, like I just went back to Bangalore and the whole uh, COVID thing started. So lockdown started and I was not able to go out. So, and surprisingly, a like, lot of work showed up. Like I was constantly busy till like uh, from uh, February end till some October, I kept working. I, I had nothing else. I just like sat down in front of my computer, I kept working. So I'm sort of taking some time off as well this year. I'm just taking it easy, not taking as much jobs. Whatever I have is like pretty lightweight for now. So I can manage everything. And I'm also planning to build my studio here. So I'm also planning those and cleaning up stuff, general like household chores and just just spending my time with some family as well. So that's that's about it for now. All right. I mean, that sounds like really awesome for compared to like other people's plans that that had, you know, for the quarantine and the whole thing. That's actually a super productive way you spent your time. I mean, congratulations. And that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I feel very lucky. Like uh, I was one of the few people who actually somehow benefited from the situation. Like, like the situation out there is really bad. Like a lot of people yeah. are losing their jobs. And it's, it's just the worst. But yeah, I'm actually. Yeah, but I mean, I had the opportunity to like you know. Like, yeah, I mean, but that's really nice that you you stayed really productive. I mean, that's really good. Yeah. And what area beside the area you're working on right now, which is art, of course, uh, are are you interested to explore and learn in the future if you had like enough time and you know. I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Um, 
What area beside the area you're working on right now would you be interested to explore and learn in the future if you even had enough time, free time, you know? In the field of art or something else? Anything, anything. Anything? anything. So yeah. I'm like trying to get into music a little more. I uh, like I, I, I don't know the basics. I just enjoy music for now. I'm trying to learn the basics and hopefully mm-hmm. in the future I'll learn the basics and maybe do something with it. That's one thing. Uh, I, I I like card tricks. I like sleight of hands. So I'm like planning to practice that more as well. Maybe learn, pick up some new tricks. And what else is there? I I also like to generally like to travel. So hopefully when this thing opens up, I'll be able to like you know travel more, go on more treks. Because like in the Himalayan region, like you'll have you have a like lot of treks, like a lot of treks around it. So. I generally awesome. try to I generally try to go there like at least go like at least take part in at least one trek one like one week long or one and a half week long trek in once a year or something. That's how I've been doing in last three four years. But last from last year, it's just like I had to stop because like you can't really go anywhere. But yeah, in future I'm planning to do more of these. So that's there. All right. <laughs> awesome. And well, with everything that's been said and done in this episode, to conclude all we discussed, could you please give us a roadmap for someone who is zero in visual arts and design and wants to get to the place you are in terms of skills? As like, um, for someone zero and wants to, you know, try to like not exactly get to the place you are in terms of skill set, but to strive towards your, you know, where you are. And what would that roadmap and step by step look like, in your opinion? So uh, this is what I generally tell everyone, and I may sound like a broken record, but this this is the most important stuff. Like you need to understand how the fundamentals work. You need to practice the fundamentals. Doesn't matter how bad you are or how good you are. It does not matter. Like fundamentals are fundamentals. You improve them, and your skill basically multiplies. So study fundamentals study perspective study uh, lighting study value study color and you can basically do all this by just studying from nature you don't need to go anywhere you just like put down an object and see how like it interacts with the light turn maybe bring another light in maybe like add a spotlight see how the light's changing see how the colors are interacting with each other so these are all basic like fundamental stuff so you need to practice those and uh, once once you have a like general grasp of it so you'll be doing uh, more studies more studies and hopefully you'll find something that ac- you actually enjoy doing not something like that seems like a good option that maybe make you successful in the future but what you actually enjoy doing i always encourage doing that because you'll always be better at that than something like you're being forced somewhat forced to do like you can still like it but not as much but you're just doing it because uh like that's how you uh, earn the and that's that's a viable option because a lot of lot of the people don't have the option to just you know uh, do what they love all the time so you need to find a balance how it works for you like if you have the luxury to just do the thing you love I I'd say just do that and if you don't have that try to develop something that uh, that can be commercialized easily 
so for stylized artworks like what i've been doing lately it's not uh, it's not the it's not very uh, easy to find jobs there i'd say because like the demand is very limited and uh, also i i understand that there's a like skill threshold that you need to be at least like up to this level to uh, get some sort of jobs in like you know those like if you have an unique style so to like balance that out you can just do like add some stuff into a portfolio that uh, that gets regular jobs like environments in general environment design has a lot of job in the game industry even as a freelancer you should be good like if you have a decent skill set you should be good with that like but you can just in that case it's okay to like repop people like you're just trying to uh, buy your time right so you just like learn from others still try to bring in your own taste into it otherwise like there's no point in that so <clears throat> you can or if you want to take a job uh, you can take a job and like improve their studio experience is a, i think it's a great thing like if you can utilize it properly it's a great thing i i myself have not done it that much but that does not mean like uh, anyone else can't so it's a learning experience you meet a lot of the new people you meet like meet a different people you work in a like a different environment it's not just like you and your empty room and you're just working painting so that's there like that's there to consider but uh, i think the key thing in all this is just to like you know keep it up like even if you don't feel like painting today or maybe a week or something like that don't paint that's fine but after that do it like just like being uh, really how do i say persistent about it will actually help you in the long run you just need to keep doing it and it takes time like any skill generally takes around like 3 to if you are putting enough time it takes around 3 3 and a half years to get to that like somewhat decent level <clears throat> and mastery is a life lifelong journey it's never complete like we always achieve for like strive for that but like we just try our best that's 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 the thing so i think i think that's that's about it yeah all right i mean yes that's pretty much it thank you so much for coming by into this episode and where can people contact you if they had a question is your instagram okay yeah you can just like contact me on my insta uh, it's uh, at the rate of art of ayan so you can just like mm-hmm. put that down or somewhere i guess yeah i'll put that in the caption no worries so i'll i generally try to get back to people as as much as i can but lately i've not like being very good at it i'm just like posting mm-hmm. regularly and just like keep me, uh, giving and keeping my phone away and just getting back to work but yeah like I'll, i generally try to reply the messages that i see so if you have any questions you're like always welcome to drop me questions so i'm fine with that all right awesome thanks a lot for coming by again and that's it see you see thanks thank you also to everyone who tuned in and listened to this episode thank you all so much and take care everyone have a good day see you in next episode bye bye bye